0: Mm. Mm. To Real one. To Welcome to ain't Purposely Bossing it. Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one, ain't done to it. Toy. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Justin Williams. Justin Michael Williams is a transformational speaker, meditation teacher, and top 20 recording artists with a mission to bring personal growth to people, to empower people of all identities, ages, genders, and economic backgrounds, to claim their greatest and limitless potential. His distinct approach blends music, motivation, and meditation to help people of all backgrounds enhance their intuition, break through toxic cycles, and reconnect to their heart of why we exist, which is to serve. Williams has been featured by Billboard.com, And Yoga Journal magazine has shared the stage with Deepak Chopra and presented at events such as Wanderlust and SXSW. Justin's greatest wish is that his teachings empower people from all walks of life to wake up to their life's purpose and accomplish the dreams they once thought were impossible. So I present to you all Justin. Hey, Justin.
1: Hey, so good to be here. Yes,
0: I am super excited, super excited to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, it's an honor to be here and I'm really excited to share and get to know you and, and share with the community.
0: Yes. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossin'
1: Up. Boston Up. Is- <laughs> Bossing Up. Yes. I love it.
0: What is your definition of purpose?
1: You know that is that is such a good question, and I, it's something that I actually get all the time because I teach and speak a lot on on this idea of purpose. And um, I, you know, I got my definition of purpose like drilled into me from my grandma. And I don't know if anybody out there is close to their grandma, <laughs> but I'm, yes. where I used to be close to my grandma. And, and just a little quick story: when you ask me that question, it reminds me of. God, what was it, seven years ago now, almost to the day, my mm-hmm. gra- my grandma, who I was really, really close to, got diagnosed with stage four cancer and the doctors told wow. her she only had a couple months to live. And when that happened, I flew home to the Bay Area in Northern California, where I'm from, to be with her. And I walked in the room and she, in her voice, just said, babe, come in here. We're going to talk about me in a minute, but I got to talk to you. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? And she pulled me in the room. And in that moment, she asked me a question that literally, like, changed the trajectory of my life and my understanding of purpose. She just said, if you knew you were going to die in two months, what would you do? If you were in wow. my shoes, you know, if you were in my shoes and you knew you were going to die in two months, what would you do? And- She just was like, we'll sit here all day until you tell me the answer, you know? And in that moment, it was crazy because like up until that point in my life, like you would have thought I was like living the dream. Like I had an apartment two blocks from the beach. I was driving a BMW. I was making six figures. I, you know, people would have said that I was living the dream. But when my grandma asked me that question, I looked at her and I actually said, I would stop every single thing that I'm doing and I would record an album of music. And she was like, she was like, I know, I know. Because ever since I was a little kid, I had always wanted to do music. I always had this dream of, of it being my passion and of it being part of my purpose. But I let all the little kids at school who teased me about being too feminine, who teased me about being too this, teased me about to that, make me think that I sucked at everything. And we all have wow. these things. We all have these mm-hmm. dreams and these desires that we think are not for us because we're too black, because we're a woman, because you're too gay, because you're too whatever, we're too old, whatever we think we are. And when my grandma asked me that question, it woke up this purpose like inside of me that i thought had died but it hadn't left me it was just waiting for me to wake up to, to mm-hmm. say hello to it again and so anyway i tell this story actually just cuz when you ask me that question it just reminds me that we all have a purpose within us and and what we have to remember is that our purpose is not a job title so many That's of us right. think our purpose is defined as a job title but our purpose is actually why we do what we do in the yes. world You know, and anyway, every time somebody asks me about purpose, I think about my grandma because, like, she just redefined it for me, you know, in that instant. So anyway, that's the answer to that question.
0: (laughs) We love grandma. Grandma We do. I know. Yes. Yes. Oh, but yeah, sometimes it it takes certain people. It takes certain things, life changing um, experiences to really known in on what your purpose is, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, well, damn, let me sit down and figure this mess out. Because yeah. like, like she said, like, if you were given two months to live, what would you do? Yeah. You know, like you really have to change your aspect of life and how you think about things. I just put up a post the other day on Facebook and I said, you know, if I haven't told you that I love you, I love you because life is way too short. hmm life is extremely way too short, whether you're four years old or you're a hundred years old, life is still too short and people can be here today and gone tomorrow. So you have to live life. Like I say, with purpose on purpose. Amen. So that's, that's what you got to do. People you got to stay focused and, and known in on what you are here on earth to do.
1: Yeah, and you know, when my grandma asked me that, and you know, what I I hope for people is like, it doesn't take some big tragedy in their life for them to wake up to their purpose. You know, we really have an opportunity now to like really start to understand and know and dive into it. And I think we all kind of know but so many of us are afraid or we think that it's not for us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, like in that moment, my grandma had said one more thing that I always like to share because it was actually the question, the question that she asked about what would you do if you were going to die in two months was like, was the first wake up. And then the one that really stuck it was she said this. So like context wise is at that time, I had started a marketing company when I was really young, when I was 20, it was really Mm -hmm. successful. And like, I had always wanted to do music, but you know, I grew up in the hood. So like, for me, Mm -hmm. I was doing something, I was like making money. I was making, you know, making these coins, doing this stuff. So I was like, (laughs) forget music, forget music. Like I'm trying to stack these coins. I'm trying to do something successful. I want to make it, you know? And like, and when she said, what she said to me was, she said, I see you. Because I know you're a go-getter. I know you're an overachiever. Mm -hmm. I know you can accomplish what you want. And I see you climbing up this marketing mountain. And sometime later in your life, you're going to get to the top of this marketing mountain and you're going to look across and you're going to go, oh, shit, I'm on the top of the wrong mountain. And with that, right, that is the one that hit me because I said, because I saw it. I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, she's right. You know, and so like now I'm so grateful to say that like since that moment, it's just been the most amazing journey that God has like given me the most incredible blessings that I couldn't have even imagined. Like I charted in the top 20 when I put my album out. I performed at like huge things like billboard.com and now I like travel and I speak and I teach and I sing and like all this stuff is happening that I thought just six, seven years ago, I thought was impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, but once we step into our purpose, the universe, God, whatever higher power you believe in, like it shows up for you. That's right. I've been waiting for you. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's Mm-mm-mm. it.
0: Does. Love, ooh, yes. does. Oh, yes. So <laughs>
1: if you had one word
0: to describe yourself, what would it be and why?
1: One word. Crazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, one word, you know, my one word would actually be spiritual. I'll go there. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think everything in my life, as I've gotten a little older, you know, I've learned that when I am connected to my spiritual center, which for me is God is my Mm -hmm. higher power and and is the great, you know, the greatest power within me. When I'm in that spiritual center, that's when I'm actually myself. And that's when I'm actually doing the things that are aligned with my life and my purpose. When I'm off off that, when I'm not aligned with my spiritual center, I can't even say that that defines me because that's when I start doing shit that ain't even really me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so spiritual will be my word. Mm,
0: Yes, good one. Spiritual is always a good one. So, you know... Grandmom gave you the light. Like uh-huh. The things that you couldn't see. But was there anything else that inspired you to do what you do today?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I think probably inspired a lot of people who might even be listening, especially people who grew up like in the struggle of some sort, you know, was uh-huh. actually um <laughs> crazy like Trump being elected president of the United States. Like I know that sounds crazy, but like, you know, I think we all probably remember exactly where we were when we heard the news that that man got elected to be the president. Do you know what I mean? And like, Uh when, when that happened, I remember I was just listening to that CNN announcer, like saying it over and over, confirming it over and over. And like that night, I was a mess. And I was like, I can't believe this, but also ain't shit changed. And then at the same time, I woke up the next day and I felt like something happened in the world that had never happened before. Like me and thousands, thousands of other young people, young black people, young people of color, young marginalized, underrepresented people, we woke up and said, we got, we got to do something now. We got to use our voices now. We have to step Mm -hmm. up now and not be, you know, I used to consider myself like a backseat kind of activist. Like I would go then, or I would like be like, oh, I don't watch the news because it's too negative. Once that man got elected, I said, what do I got to do? Sign me up. I'm here. You know, and so that was actually what gave birth <laughs> to my podcast, right. which is um, mm-hmm. called Motivation for Black People, for anybody listening. And so, yeah, I have a podcast that's available on all platforms. Mm. It's called Motivation for Black People. Yes. It's been around now for two years. And it's, it's really, I said, how can I use what I, what I love awesome. what I do to help our people rise up with all the negative stuff that's in the media and the news about, you know, Black culture? I wanted to be a beacon of light to show people that Black people do cool stuff. So when people always ask me like, oh, what is the podcast? I'm like, it's Black people. I interview Black people under 40 doing cool shit in the world, you know? And that for me is a form of activism because we also have to be reminded that we are amazing. We are not just all the violence that we see on TV. We're not just the police brutality. We are all that stuff we have to fight Mm -hmm. against. But we also have to remember that we are bigger and, and more resilient than all of that, you know? Yes. Yeah. That I didn't even ask you ahead of, of time if I could cuss on here shit. and I'm so t- I've been it. already dropping S bobs and F Bobs. I've been terrible terrible.
0: <laughs> well, you are you got it. okay I'm Like you're gonna
1: have to mark this episode this explicit Okay, because I'm do over here. We do. Just okay.
0: keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yes. So yeah, can you no. Tell that's our I, listeners you know what's, what's crazy. Nobody's ever asked me that
1: question, like ever. Um, yeah, but I think it's a good question. So you know. Really? my when people ask me what mm-hmm. I do you know in the world you know one of the things that a lot of people like to call me is a transformational speaker and the reason I say that is because when i go speak in front of audiences one of the ma- my main mission is to make sure that you are not just motivated but you are motivated into action so i give people action steps when they come and see me speak or when they take my courses or do my programs i give people action steps that they can take in their life to actually see a change because we We can, you know, we go to church and we get inspired and you're doing the same stuff you was doing before, you know, or we listen to Instagram, we repost motivational quotes from Instagram or we listen to podcasts. We don't actually have the steps to take action in our lives. We can't transform. And so that's why I like to use transformational speaker instead of motivational speaker, because motivation is just step one. Step two is actually the action. And then step three from the action is the ability to transform. And so that's why I like to use, you know, I like to use those words. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: It's all about the language. What is that? Which gets you intrigued because you're like, ooh, what is that? Like, you know? (laughs) So, you know, growing up and even as adults, we had different role models and mentors. So, who was your role model or mentor Mm, growing up? That's a really good question. Did it change over the
1: years? One of my. I mean, I would say that like one of my biggest role models and mentors growing up was my grandma, um, who I've talked about already. Like I was super close to her from a a very young Mm -hmm. age. The nickname that I had for her was Baca actually. So I called her my Baca and it just came out of nowhere. I was a little kid who used to just say random words and I just made it up and I'm the oldest. So she just became the Baca because that's what I said. And so she was my role model, (laughs) but after she passed away um, and even a little bit before that actually, a role model that I've had that I never knew, that I still haven't met, but I'm hoping to, and I know that I will very soon, is is Oprah Winfrey. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of us, like we Mm -hmm. can have role models that they don't even know they're our role models or um, they're mentors to us and we didn't even know they're mentors. Because for me, like, you know, when you grow up and you don't have a lot of people around you who are doing positive things, you have to look to sources outside That can show you that there's other options and other possibilities of what you can be. And so, you know, Oprah was a big beacon of light for me, my whole time growing up and now. And um, she's one of the role models that I like has transitioned for me, you know, now that my grandma's no longer here.
0: Right. Ooh, that's a good one hmm So I heard you mention, you know, some successful things. So what is your meaning of success? And what is your
1: current meaning?: mm-hmm. personal, personal: questions management. are so good. Can I just give you like I'm just giving you some claps over here for these questions. I love when people ask great <laughs> questions. So I have yeah. to tell you something, actually. <laughs> so my definition of success has really changed over the last couple of years, and the reason why is I used to define success by like the things that i would do or accomplish right like oh i got i performed at this big thing like that's successful Mm -hmm. i did this got this like i signed a book deal last year which i'm grateful for and that i'd be like oh that's successful but if we make that those things success then we're just going to be on a constant never-ending search for success that never gets fulfilled. It's like an itch that you can never scratch because because as soon as you accomplish one thing, you just make the marker mm-hmm. some new thing. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you never get to rest in that. So what right. I have mm-hmm. started to define success as, is actually connection. And when I say connection, I mean connection to something greater than ourselves. And if I am, and, and also connection to other people connection to service, connection to like being used as, you know, u- being used by God or the universe or whatever to do something that's bigger than you, that's more important than you. And this, this is big and small. This doesn't mean like you gotta be famous and take over the world. Right. It's even being used in your family, you know, being used in your community. Exactly. And so for me, I know that I am successful when the work and what I'm, who I am in the world is somebody who is making a difference and for me if that's a thousand people mm-hmm. or if that's one person or if that's just one friend that's calling me on the phone that's going through some shit that needs me you know that's when i know that i'm successful because i'm connected to something greater than me and you asked me what was the biggest success yes. i mean if i wanted to like yeah i'll say this like if i yes it, so <laughs> it's funny because it's like feels contradictory to what i just said so I think my biggest success is being my biggest success is that now my life (laughs) and everything that I'm working on and doing in my life is through that lens of service. And one of those things that has Mm -hmm. been like the biggest gift of service that has like used me all the way. Last year, I signed um, a book deal to write the first. I can't even believe when I say this because I didn't know this was the case until after I wrote the book. It comes out next February and I just found out just a few weeks ago that it is the first ever meditation book specifically written for people of color. There's never been a meditation book that's written for us, you know, that talks Mm. about our struggles and talks about what we've gone through and how that might be different than what other people gone through. You know what I mean? And so the book comes out next year. It's called um, Stay Woke, Mm -hmm. A Meditation Guide for the Rest of Us. And, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it comes out next February, February eleventh, but it's actually available now on um, Ah. like Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and wherever like people can people can just search Justin Michael Williams Stay Woke and it'll pop up, you know, for people if they want to pre-order it. Okay. Yay! Yay. Thank you. you. Yes,
0: everybody, get y'all a copy because I know I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know I will. I will. I would love to. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That sounds dope. I'm definitely all about, you know, uh, one of my biggest speaking mm. topics is getting in tune with your inner self. So, you know, I'm talking about that meditation and that self-love and that self-care and telling them what the difference is and, and how you can apply different, even just the smallest things like yep. sitting in your living room in Indian style for five minutes can help. So I'm, that I'm so happy you're doing that all, work I'm because that's when, so, yeah, that's, that's when that's, I mean, you sure God. you could
1: tell with what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but like people got to know that inner self is the most important relationship we got, you know, and like we prioritize so many other people and other things yep. outside mm-hmm. of our relationship with ourself. And we've been taught to do that. We've been shown that that's what we're supposed to do, mm. you know, and I'm so glad that you're doing yes. work to undo that. It's so powerful.
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm a work in progress myself, but why not?
1: We all are work in progress. Look, I know I works be, for me. You know, and that's one them. of the things. So it, no, it, none of us do. And that's yeah, the thing that I think is so important. I don't know everything. And what is so valuable <laughs> for people like you saying this kind of stuff and, and all of us. Because social media has us out here believing everybody's living these perfect lives. You know? And like, and then we compare ourselves ah, to these people who aren't lie. even really telling the truth about what their life <laughs> is really like. And so that's why I think it's so important that people like us who look successful mm-hmm. to people from the outside, like we have to show. And tell, like, hey, we don't have it all figured out either, but we may have learned a couple things along the road. So let me show you what I know, you know? And my life can be a mess sometimes too. That's right. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. I'm just as human as you (laughs) are. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? That is such a good question.
1: So I'll say this my biggest challenge for me has been overcoming some of the toxic habits that I have picked up in my life and releasing them from my life. So they stopped mm-hmm. being like self-sabotage. I think one of the biggest things that happens to us is people will always ask me what I'm teaching. They'll say like, well, I did this vision board. I wrote this vision. I have this intention. I have this idea for what I wanna be and I'm working so hard, but nothing's happening or it's not, it's not happening. And when that happens, I say to people, you don't get what you want in life. You get what you are. You get what you are. And so, like, the only thing differentiating mm. us from what we want to be is, like, our vibration. And what I mean by vibration, it's, like, who we are being. It's not necessarily exactly, you know, like, all about what you're doing. It's both of those things. And so, for me, like, I just, over the last several years, have done everything that I can to release the habits that have pulled me out of alignment. And and what I'm to say before I even say what those things are is... I don't believe that there's anything in life that really is automatically toxic. There's nothing that's inherently toxic, but what makes things toxic is our relationship to them. And so Mm -hmm. like, what I tell people is you can look at a habit, like something that may not make, something could be toxic for you and not toxic for me. And what you have to look at is like, is this habit that I'm engaged with, whether it's drinking coffee or watching TV or using social media or drinking wine or smoking weed or whatever it is, is this taking me closer to the person I want to become? Or is it taking me further away? That's how you got to decide, you know? And so for me, I kept asking this question. And like over time, I gave up drinking completely because I realized that it was like creating static in my connection to spirit. And then I gave up smoking weed And not because I think weed is bad and not because I think alcohol is bad. Well, I do kind of think alcohol is bad, but not because I think weed is bad. But it's because um, (laughs) I realized that like I was using weed as a way to like I was like, oh, it makes me more creative. It makes me more this. It makes me more that. I'm like, nah. it doesn't make me more anything. It's just it's just releasing all the bullshit that I put on top of myself that doesn't give me access to that energy that I already have inside of me you know and like so i just started releasing these different habits Mm. and um that has been like in the past the biggest barrier for me is these things that were toxic that i didn't realize were and once i released them it opened me up to my purpose in a bigger more meaningful deeper way that i never thought would even be possible Mm, that's a good way to put it. And yeah, a and you know, I just like, I like when I like, when sort of talk the, about this, I like to be really careful, because I don't want people to demonize things. Like, weed's not bad, alcohol's not bad. Like, st- certain things are oh, are fine, right? but you have to look at your relationship to them, And even like for some people watching TV, right? Like they have their favorite shows. Like, is there anything wrong with watching TV? No. But if you're watching four different TV shows or five different series on Netflix, and then you're telling me that you don't have time to meditate, you don't have time to work on your passion project, you don't have time to do this and that, then no, then now watching TV is now a toxic habit because it's taking you away from who you could be if you would release some time and spend that time doing something else. You know, so we just have to look at that stuff and be careful with it.
0: Yes, that's a good piece of um, advice. That definitely is a good piece of advice. But if you could give your younger self a oh, piece of advice, I would, would tell him tell young
1: Justin, that all the things, like, oh, poor young Justin, You know, and like, I've always been just kind of like different, you know, like from the moment I walked into school Mm -hmm. and I used to get teased and bullied. So I would tell young Justin, all the things that make you different are the things that make you so unique and all the things that you are trying to hide about yourself now are actually going to be the things that make you the most popular when you're older, you know, and like the, you know, I used to be worried my voice was too high and now like my falsetto is like the biggest thing in my albums you know and like i used to be worried about like the way that i walked or that i was too feminine or too mm-hmm. this or too that and now like the way i work it on the stage be captivating everybody you know what i mean so like so like i would just tell young justin like don't, yes. don't try to be, to fit in, <laughs> just be you like you mm-hmm. are perfect you know as you are in all of your like kind of weirdness and with your random quirks
0: mm. yes yes that is absolutely true i'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in it i definitely am it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, mm-hmm. especially once you get older and start understanding things. Mm-hmm. So I know you're a meditation teacher. So
1: mm, what that's ways a really do you good question. self so, love
0: or self care? For
1: me, the most important thing is my mornings. I I really protect my mornings, and there's some science behind why, like why I do this and why I think everybody needs to do this because science has actually proven that when we wake up in the morning for the first 15 minutes after we wake up, our brains are in a very similar state to being hypnotized. And that's why, like, it's because your brain is just starting to wake up. And it's kind of like, you know, when you kind of start waking up in the morning and you kind of feel like, am I dreaming or am I awake? Am I asleep? Am I not? Like, that's exactly what hypnosis feels like. And when you Mm -hmm. (laughs) get out of that, your brain is still coming back together. And so what gets, what science has proven is that, like, what gets what we consume or what we see or hear or read during the first 15 minutes of our day affect the trajectory of the entire rest of our day. So much so that they found out that if somebody mm-hmm. watches or sees negative news in the morning on their social media feed or anything, just a, a headline, one little thing, they have a 37% chance of having a ne- of reporting having a negative day eight hours later. 37% higher chance. That's a big chance, you know? like. We got and so like basically I for me, it. what I do it. is my uh-huh. morning time the first thirty minutes after I wake up is my me time. Like I wake up, I meditate, um, I don't look at my phone at all for the first thirty minutes. I set my intentions for the day, I pray, I do a gratitude practice, and I tell people like, if you don't have time to do all that in the morning at least like you can do something simple you could wake up and read a verse out of the bible or like your favorite spiritual text or you can listen to your favorite songs or just take a few deep breaths or like pick up and listen to a motivational podcast like this one you know in the morning and just let it play yeah. while you're getting dressed instead of scrolling through your instagram feed because when you do that you are putting yourself and your mindset and your whole mood and emotions at the whim of whatever random people are posting all the studies are proving that like the reason why so many of us were like, oh, I'm in a bad mood for no reason, or I feel anxious, or I don't know why this shit's happening to me today. It all has to do with what we're doing in the first 15 to 20 minutes of our days. So that's my biggest self-care thing that I do for myself every single day.
0: I absolutely agree with that whole first 15, 30 minutes, do something that's, you know, positive, that'll help set your day. And all that good stuff because that is absolutely true. If you see some old negative stuff, you are going to be jacked up the rest of the day.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. Ain't no, nope. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody got time for that. <laughs> so,
0: what is one resource that you use every single day? It can be a, a item. It can be. It can just be anything that you use every day in your life or in your life not live without.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. One of the things. Well, I I know it's going to sound like, duh, about it. But like, I cannot live without med. And like, I meditate every single day of the week, like every day. And I've been doing it for years. And for me, like, one of the biggest reasons why I meditate, people ask me, like, why do you meditate? And it does all this stuff, right? It helps you relax. It helps you reduce stress. It helps you all uh, anxiety, aging, health in all these ways. But the biggest reason I meditate is I tell people, Prayer is when you talk to God or your higher power, and meditation is when you can listen to God talking back to you. And, and mm. that is the difference. It's like meditation is when you get quiet enough to hear the whispers that are trying to get your attention before they turn into big mm-hmm. bricks hitting you over the head. You know. And so I meditate every day so that I can hear the messages that I need to know what steps I need to take in my life to move forward. And so you know, mm-hmm. me- for me, that's the most essential piece of the puzzle
0: yes that is absolutely true i have a um a co-worker who's like oh my god i don't know why i can't never sleep at night she was like i'm always up all times of night um sometimes you know i try to get relaxed in the bed but i can't go to sleep all this other stuff i was like um do you understand that's the time you're supposed to be talking mm-hmm. to god god is talking to you He's like this is y'all, you, your life is busy throughout the day. You work and you take care of your son, all this stuff. But now it's his time. Like he wants you to understand, like, this is the time I need to speak to yeah. you and you need to adhere to what I'm about to yeah. tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the truth is when we get quiet, you know, and so many of us don't mm-hmm. take that time to get quiet. And then what happens is God has to like, give us some big old drama in our lives for us to wake up and finally pay attention to something. But when you meditate, exactly. you can avoid that and hear the messages when they're just whispers.
0: Yep. Yep, I agree. And that, that is, that's, is, mm-hmm. yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> So what upcoming events or projects do you have that you can tell our listeners about that, you know, they can be on the lookout?
1: For? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the the first, the biggest thing is is the book. So my book is called Stay Woke, A Meditation Guide for the Rest of Us. And it's on pre-order everywhere now and becomes um, available February 11th, 2020, which is, you know, soon, it's coming sooner than it feels. And then the other thing that I like to tell people about for anybody, we talked a lot about meditation. And a lot of times people are like, I don't know how to meditate. Like, how do I meditate? And. I don't know how to get started. I have this free guide. It's totally free. There's no strings attached that walks people through um, guided meditations, how to start meditating on your own, especially for people who feel like they can't stop thinking or they can never get their mind to be quiet because I'm one of those people. It's Mm -hmm. specifically for people who feel like they can't stop thinking and anyone who feels like they're dealing with anxiety or stress or obsessive thinking or like something's off in their life and they can't figure out what it is. Um, and so you can get that free guide at the website www.meditationforthepeople.com. Again, that's www. Meditation for the and it's totally free. Um, and it's just like a gift that I like to make sure I give out to everybody who is like, if their intuition is like, you know, I kind of feel like I need to start meditating, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, I if I can stop thinking, I don't know if I quite like. I want right. them to at least have that so they can try and, and know how to do it. That's awesome. Yes,
0: I'm getting Yay. free. We like yes, free, we do, right? but we still pay because you should be paid mm-hmm. your work. So if there's something that you guys want to purchase, make sure you all
1: purchase it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So, how can our listeners find you on social media? Um, the
1: best place to find me online is um, on any platform. My my social media is at We Just Will. We Just Will. That's for Justin Williams. <laughs> and so, or you just search <laughs> Justin Michael Williams anywhere. And if you want to hear my album or music, you just search Justin Michael Williams on any platform: YouTube, Spotify, whatever. And um, and you'll find everything there.
0: Awesome. So, of course, before we go. Can you share with our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but in life?
1: I think hmm, here it is. The best piece of advice that I could give you about bossing up is to remember that being a boss isn't just about what you do, but it's about who you are. And if you want to really lead and serve and be the person that you were put on this earth to be... You have to pay attention to all the ways that you might be stopping yourself without even knowing it. You have to really focus your energy on learning how to serve and how to make yourself a vessel for service for something greater than you. And about who you are matters more than what you do. So that's my biggest piece of advice. Yes,
0: that was an awesome piece of advice. And this whole interview Oh, awesome. thank you. Like, I really, really appreciate you being on here Oh, today.
1: thank you. I'm really grateful to be here.
0: Yes, and I hope everybody was writing down nuggets, figuring out how they can contact you on social media. He gave you all the websites to the free stuff. Pre-order your book. Or meditation. We should start, like, a book club, a yeah. good chat, or something. <laughs> you know, so everybody can be on that same wavelength. Like, we all need to be on that same wave. And I just really appreciate you and everything that you're doing, everything that's coming in the future. I wish you nothing but great Thank success. Thank you so
1: much. I'm really so grateful, too, and I wish all the same for you and for everybody listening. Thank you.
0: Yes. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Mm-hmm. thank you for listening to this episode of purposely one. bossing up continue to keep bossing up with purpose one boss